Welcome, Ortandians. Thank you for tuning in to House of Ortandia, and I am your host, Ortandia. If I get choked up or if I start crying, don't judge me. Um, as you've seen from the title, as you saw from the title of this episode, The Brilliant Nipsey Hustle, you know, in fact, what I'm going to talk about. Man, we lost. No, we didn't lose. Um, Eric Holder stole Nipsey from us. Um, as you all know, March 31st, 2019, he was just 33 years old. Um, Nipsey was a, was a rapper, but that was like a small part of who he was. When I tell you he was brilliant, he was absolutely brilliant. He was an entrepreneurial, I can't even, yeah, he was an entrepreneurial giant in my eyes. Like he, he loved his community. He loved fashion, hip hop, you know, economic development, his children, his lady, you know, and I just, I just love this man. I came across him in 2017, I believe. I was listening to um, Gary V. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Gary Vaynerchuk. He's a, a motivational speaker, branding beast, all of this stuff. But I was watching his show on YouTube and he went to Nipsey Hussle's studio. And I was like, okay. Because I had heard of his of Nipsey's name, but I had never like listened to his music or followed him or anything like that up until that point. And so... You know, uh, you know, Gary V went into the studio, sitting down, talking to Nip. It was like Nip and about probably about four other people in there in the studio with him. And I'm listening to him talk. At that point, he was like, what, 30, 31? When I came across him, he was like 31. Um, and I'm listening to him talk, and I'm like, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, yo, he look like Snoop to me, and he sound like Snoop to me. But... I'm listening to him talk, man, and I was like, whoa. First of all, he's the first rapper ever to have a CTO, a chief technology officer. And at the time, his CTO was like 19. He for good, he for, for goo. <laughs> his CTO, okay, this is how he met his CTO. He was in a Starbucks with his daughter, and he was taking her to the bathroom. And this is, Nip, Nip was telling this story to Gary V. He said, I, I was, was in Starbucks. I took my tape, taking my daughter to the bathroom. And then I saw this little homie. He was on his laptop. And then I kind of looked and I saw what he was doing on it. And I was like, yo, what's up? Like, what you doing? And he was like, you know, just doing some, you know, software stuff. And he said, he just asked him on the spot. So you want to come work for me? And the guy was like, Okay. Now, mind you, the guy had like a, a scholarship to MIT, to uh, USC. Like he was a little black guy, little black kid, uh, brilliant little black boy. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So he uh, he said, Won't you, you want to come work for me? And the guy was like, I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. As a matter of fact, I got to find him. I want y'all to know his name. Um, uh... His name is Idris Sandu. That's I-D-D-R-I-S S-A-N-D-U. And you can find, he's the CTO for All Money In. That's also Nipsey's um, company. Um, let me make sure I'm spelling his name right. Yep. 
Idris, Idris with two D's, same dude. Uh, he was like, you want to come work for me? He was like, yeah. So he worked for, he, you know, from that point on. And he does, he did all, you know, all, was doing all the technology stuff for Nip. And I just thought like, wow, wow. And so I'm going to go over some of the things that Nip was doing involved in. Like I said, rap is like a small part. Of course, he was a brilliant rapper. If you have not downloaded, purchased um, Victory Lap, you're missing out. Victory Lap is so dope. When I tell you, who he was, he deserved that Grammy. You know, shout out to all the people that were nominated, but Nip deserved it. He was robbed of that Grammy, honey. I'm sure they'll try to give him one next year. You know, posthumous. What did you say? Humusly <laughs> after his death. Let me start trying to act like I know words. They'll probably try to give him one next year after his death. You know, um, but yo, okay. First of all. His store. No, no, no. Let's go back further. Let's go back further. Let me tell you how brilliant this man was. So for those of you who don't know Nip, who don't follow his rap, how he got started, he, he's done like a gang of mixtapes. And so one of his mixtapes, he decided, I'm going to sell them for $100 a pop. Now, who sells, first of all, who charges for mixtapes? One. And then he was un, pretty much unknown at the time. I mean, West Coast-wise, he was known. But nationally, internationally, he wasn't really known like that. He was a real underground. So <laughs> he said, you know what? I'm going to charge $100 for this mixtape. Jay-Z bought like 100 copies. I think, no, I think Jay-Z either bought 100 or 1,000 copies. Something like that. I can't remember. But Jay-Z bought a gang of copies, right? And so from that, that put them, people start like, okay, who, all right. This dude selling a hundred dollars mix mixtape. Jay Z done put a stamp on it and bought a gang of copies. So let me find out more about this dude. And he just, I don't want to say blew up off of Jay Z, but he blew up. He just blew. He started just to blow up. Like I said, on the West Coast, he was already blown up. Everybody knew Nip out that way. Um, because he was a dope, just a dope, dope rapper, right? And so mixtape came out. Um, and then he opened. Well, I'm, this is not like in order, but I'm just telling you some of the things that he's done. He opened the store where unfortunately the punk that stole him from us. I'm not even calling that dude's name because every time I think of him, I get angry. So the punk that stole Nip from us, you know, took him and stole him from in front of from in front of his store, the Marathon Clothing Store, which was in his neighborhood. This store is the first smart store. That in that store you can buy beanies, hoodies, um, body suits, all of that. It says Crenshaw on the front, which is where he was from. It had Super Mall on the front. Um, but if you bought something, or no, I'm sorry, that's on the tag, you can take a pic. If you, had, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting, ah, I'm sorry, I'm getting wrapped up in my word, but y'all know how I do. When I get excited, I start. Um, my words pile up like a, a 30 car pile up. <laughs> but uh, when you go to the store, if you have his app, you can take a picture of a, the tag. You can take a picture of the tag, scan the tag, and then you get all this exclusive content that's not even released yet. Music, new clothes that might be coming down the pike, et cetera, et cetera. This, this, he put a smart store in the middle of Crenshaw. In the middle of the hood, his hood, in the middle of the community full of black and brown people, you know, 
impoverished black and brown black and brown people he put a smart store right there bruh who do that you know when we make money black people make money what do we do we leave the community right he was like, no, I'm making money and I'm going to stay in my community. I'm going to build up my community. I'm going to give people, black and brown people in my community, I'm going to give them jobs. People that are coming home from prison, I'm going to make sure they have a job. I'm going to hire them because people won't hire, won't hire them. They got felonies on their records. They're still on papers. I'm going to hire them. And, you know, so the Marathon Clothing Store, beast. Smart store right in the middle of the hood. Talked about the mixtapes. He also had a, 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 wait, the, where the Marathon clothing store is, he bought that whole plaza, right? Next door, he put a fish store there so his community can get fresh seafood. Because he said in one of the, his, uh, you can go on YouTube and watch a lot. Please go on YouTube and watch his video. I mean, not his, well, his music videos, yeah. But definitely his interviews where he's, because he's talking about entrepreneurship on every interview. He talks about his music. But then he talks about entrepreneurship. And he was free. He had all of his masters. He had, um, he wasn't signed to nobody. He marketed his own stuff. He was a beast. And he was a brilliant market. Oh, God. Okay. So, the Marathon Clothing Store was in a plaza that he purchased. He put the fish store next to Marathon Clothing Store. So, people in the community have access to healthy foods. Right? But he also had a company called Elite Bundles where he sold high-end weaves. He was like, I'm going to get money from all over the place. And I watched an interview where he said, look, I grew up slinging dope. And, do and guess what? I used to bag dope. And I so I know how to weigh it and bag it. So I know how to weigh and, I know how to weigh and bag hair. Same, same principle. I'm going to take the principle that I was doing wrong in. I'm going to flip it. And I'm going to do right. And I'm going to sell these weaves. So you ladies out there that rock the weaves, I'm going to find the website for you. I'm going to find a website for you so you can go on there and support. Because he still got family. Feel me? Still got kids out here. Um, I was on there one time, like a long time ago. Is this it? Let me put his name on there. Hold up, y'all know I like to. I like to. I, I was Google's it. Let's see where is it, where is it? Elite Human Hair. Elite Human Hair at thirty eight sixteen West Lawson Avenue. So it's a storefront. Got it. So. Dope. Um, so is what they're the Instagram page. Let's see, is this the Instagram page? No, that's not for the hair. But like I said, I just told y'all what the name of the hair is. Let me go back tell you again. Elite Human Hair is open at thirty eight sixteen West Lawson Avenue. So if you in that area, you know what I'm talking about. Go get your bundles. <laughs> um. So he was doing that, right? So he got hairline. A whole hairline. This man got a whole hairline. Okay. Told you about the fish store. Told you about the plaza where the Mar Marathon Clothing Smart Store is. This man also had a co-working space. You heard of WeWork? He had his own co-working space. Let me tell you the name of that. One second. 
His, his co-working space is called Vector 90. That's Vector 90. The website to that is www.vector90.com. Whew, man. And that same principle as we work and any other co-working space. But this is for people who, these are for, this is, again, this, this co-working space is in the hood. He didn't go put it in Beverly Hills, Hollywood Hills. He put it in his community so that you can, it's at um, six, it's in the Crenshaw District, 6111 South Gramercy Plaza, Los Angeles, California. So if you're out that way, you need a co-working space, you need an office space, hit up Vector 90. Um... He had pitch competitions, business plan competitions, helping, you know, giving entrepreneurs finances and funds to to um, scale their businesses. He had networking events done there. Everything that you will know about WeWork, Vector90 was doing it. It's, do, it's still doing it. They're going to carry on even after his passing. Um, also, the man had his own marketing company. So he would help you market brand, whatever it is that you were doing. If you were doing music, if you were doing fashion, if you were doing whatever. Oh, I forgot. He also had a, a partnership with Puma. I forget. I don't want to leave that out. He had a, a line with Puma, um, shirts and pants and sneakers and all that, that fly stuff. His marketing company. Let's talk about his marketing company. I think it's called Un All Money In. Let me make sure before I say that. No, no, no. It's called the Marathon Marketing Company. And so branding, marketing, all of that. So I'm gonna make sure, I want to find a website for it. I want to find... Mm, hold on one second. I don't see it. Let me just click on here one second. I want to get the the, the, the website. Uh, okay, I can't find it. Um, but anywho, he has his own marketing and branding company called the Marathon Marketing Company. Um, what else? Talked about. Well, I told you about Victory Lap. Victory Lap, the album. Oh. <laughs> I love that album. I love that album. He had he's had a couple of songs. Some of my favorite songs on there is um Young Nick Young N-word that he got with um Puffy. Love that song. It's just about coming up, you know, once being poor, coming up the ranks, doing what you need to do, doing the right thing, but building an empire, you know, um with, with what you're passionate about. Um, that song, rap, uh, I am nothing like you rap. <laughs> I won't sing it. That's another one of my songs and dedication that he has on there with Kendrick Lamar. Oh, the album is a beast. The out, the whole album. You won't be disappointed, man. Um, what else does, what else? What else? Bruh. And then I saw him, like I said, I, I found out about him on Gary V. Then I would watch him on The Breakfast Club. Last year, I saw him on The Breakfast Club a couple of times. 
you know, and he again, he was just talking about his music. He was talking about, you know, be uh, the brand, his brand. He was talking about he talked a little bit about his life partner, Lauren London, and he talked about doing a, uh, as I'm sure you, you all have heard, doing a documentary on Dr. Cebu or Sebi. I think it's Sebi doing a documentary on him. I'm not even going to that, all that conspiracy stuff because I don't really care. This, this is about the man, the brilliant Nipsey Hussle. Um, man, what else was his man? In, oh, he was, he was attempting to build a bridge between Silicon Valley and Crenshaw and Inglewood and South Central. But so that they can come down there and, you know what I mean? Not come down there so that they can see that people are brilliant in these communities. Don't sleep on these communities because they are underprivileged or they might be impoverished or whatever. But it's some, he was show, he was trying to build a gap. I mean, a bridge between the two to say, yo, don't sleep. You need to come and recruit some of these brilliant people. Like my CTO, who was 18, 19, said, nah, I'm not going to MIT. I'm going to work for NIP. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he was just, he was awesome. He was an awesome dude, man. I talk about him like I know him. <laughs> I never met him. I always wanted to meet him. That was my, one of my, shoot, what do they call it, bucket list things. I just wanted to sit down and talk. All I needed was 30 minutes of his time. I, you know, since I, like I said, since I came across him in 2017, I've wanted to sit down and just pick his brain about entrepreneurship. You won't, man, you won't get a better. To me, name your, your most, your favorite entrepreneur. You won't find a better one than Nip to me because he, he, he's not suited and booted. He's not MIT talking he's not he don't he didn't talk down to people whatever he learned he was willing to share you know what I mean and what he didn't know he was willing to bring people alongside of him to learn it um and so yeah I will put him up against your favorite entrepreneur any day of the week any of your sharks including Damon John and Damon John is a hood dude so including him um I just man Man, oh man, oh man. I, well, I, don't, I didn't cry. I'm good. I didn't cry. I thought I was going to be boohooing this whole episode, but I'm not because I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of what he accomplished, um, not just for his community, but for, for, for people, um, especially for black people. I'm just so, not even in terms of giving us things, or, but just showing us what we can accomplish. Somebody that looked like us, talked like us, Come up how we come up can accomplish all of this. And I'm just so super proud of him. I'm super proud of him, man. What he accomplished in his short life. Um, you know, definitely offer my condolences to Elle, his, uh, his life partner, Miss Lauren London, um, to his, his babies. He got two babies, you know, I offer my, con- and, and he has a, you know, a brother and he got, you know, mom, dad, like, Everybody that loved them, friends, family, neighbors, everybody that loved Nip, I just want to offer my condolences to them. Let me tell you how Monday, the day after he was stolen from us, well, first of all, when I found out about it that night on March 31st in the evening, I could not eat. I was like, yo, I don't want to eat nothing. I want to just go to bed. I'm done. I was so 
distraught. And so when I woke up Monday, it was not any better. I was so, when I tell you I was sad, it was like, it was like one of my, I have, like I've told y'all before, I have seven brothers, right? Four with my mom and then four, that, I mean, three that have a different mom. But it was as if one of them had gotten stolen from me. That's how I felt. Like, like it was Ernest or Corey or Timothy or Pat or uh, Tony. One of my brothers, like it was one of my brothers. I felt like, I felt like he was my eighth brother. I know that sounds crazy, but I felt like he was my eighth brother and like somebody stole him from me. And I, just to be 100, initially I was like, yo, I'm on street justice. I want, I want them to find that dude and handle him. I want them to handle him. But then I had to be like, all right, okay, that's not, that's not what you want. That's not how you can't sit. You can't sit in that. Not as a believer, not as a Christian. You know what I mean? I can't sit in, although I'm pissed and I'm angry and I'm mad. He stole him from us. He stole it from us. I'm like, all right, I can't sit in that. Okay. Well, okay, Lord, help me. And I really, I was like, Lord, you got to help me. Cause I, I, this hurts. It, this hurts, yo. And so I was like, okay, I want him to be found. I want I want just, I want him to go. I want him to, I want the police to get him, bring him to court. And I want I want him to um I don't want him to ever get out of prison. Cuz he murdered this man in cold blood, right? Premeditated. Went back, grabbed a gun, came back and stole stole our hero, one of our heroes, right? And so um, I'm like, I want him to never get out of prison. Now, while he's in prison, sure, you know, let somebody share the gospel with him. Let, let him get born again. He can be the Paul of whatever penitentiary is in LA. Like he can be, he can be the Paul of the Bible right in that prison, but I don't want him to ever get out, you know, and I want him to, to suspill it. Whoever sent him. I want him to tell on everybody. Like I want everybody that was involved in that to 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 pay. You know what I'm saying? Because they said the day before he was shooting a video with John Legend and you know Khaled and some other people, and he was getting like warnings, et cetera, et cetera, about you know somebody was you know people are out for him. You know, I guess that was a part of that post that he put up on Twitter about having strong enemies is a blessing. And so, um, what was I saying? I forgot what I was saying. Anyway, um, um, so yeah, so I wanted him. I want. I want him. Like I said, if he was sent, I want him to this guy to tell tell it all. Cause he was a snitch anyway. Allegedly, I hate saying allegedly, but he was a, allegedly a snitch anyway. So he might as well tell it, tell it all. Who sent you? Why they sent you? Get everybody thrown in jail. I want everybody locked up. You know what I'm saying? And so, and I'm, I'm finding out now, I read today that Nip was there at the store with a childhood friend or homie who had just gotten out of prison. That's why he was at the store. And that friend's, um, he came to the store to get that friend some clothes because, you know, he just got out of prison, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so Nip wasn't, he didn't tell his team or his security that he was leaving the house and going to the store. Um, so, you know, and they, and so that's why he was there by himself and nobody was strapped up. Not that I promote gun violence, but if you have, if you have, uh, gone through all the, the right, the legal things to, to have your gun, 
Big ups to you. Shout out to you. Like I said, I said this a couple of podcasts ago, especially for black women. If you go through the legal procedures, don't just go buy some gun, random gun. Go through the legal procedures because you do have a right to bear arms. So go through the legal way to get it. Make sure you know how to use it and make sure you use it for the right reasons. But I promise you, I wish his, his bodyguard, his security team was there to, to handle up on old boy. I promise you that. Um, so all I'm saying, I, that, that's, you know, he was doing, he was there doing a good thing, bro. He was there to help a homie who had been in prison. You can Google it. The homie had been in prison for 20 years. So Nip was like, yo, meet me at the store. I'm going I'm to hook you up. So the homie came with, and then the nephew brought the homie. So those are the two people that, other two people that got shot, the homie and the homie's nephew. And, um, he was there doing a good deed, bro. And so they found the dude. They locked the dude up yesterday. The dude was trying to apparently check himself into some kind of psychiatric hospital translation. He going to try to plead that he was crazy and all that. But crazy people not checking themselves. Into, and I hate to use that term. I, I know better because I have. <laughs> I, I know I, I've been diagnosed with uh, PTSD and, and major depressive disorder. So I know better than to say a crazy person. But. Usually, someone that's going through some type of a manic episode or whatever, they are not going up to a a uh, a behavioral health clinic. You know what I'm saying? To sign themselves in, they're just not doing that. So he's trying to he's trying to layer his defense, and I hope I pray the judge and the jury does not follow fall for it. That they're like, nope, you were saying premeditated murder, and you got life. Period. That's what I'm shooting for. But I don't want to waste no more time talking about talking about that, that coward. Um, big ups again. Man, the man was brilliant. And he was in the midst of building some, um, getting, getting to some more real estate to do some other things. <sighs> wow. Wow, bro. Wow. Wow. Oh, and he was into cryptocurrency. Um... He was just into a lot. He was doing a lot. He was like, look, yo. He was like, yo, I'm going to do whatever it takes to ensure that my family's taken care of and my community don't have to live like we've always lived. And I got, you got to respect him for that. If you, even if you don't like his music, even if you call up on, well, yo, wasn't he in the gang and et cetera, et cetera, bro. You have to respect somebody that was single-handedly attempting to trans... Not even attempting. Single-handedly transforming their community, bro. Single... Yo, you got to respect that. You got to respect his hustle. So, big ups to you, bro. Big ups to you, Nip. We love you, man. We... uh, We were robbed, y'all. We got robbed. We got robbed, bro. We got robbed from a good dude. A good dude was stolen from us. And um, yo, let's let's keep his his movement going. Wherever you are, if you can invest in your community, if you come from an impoverished community or a community that's around you that you know is deteriorating and they're trying to do gentrification and you have the means to purchase something, I don't even I don't care if it's like a uh one house. If you could buy that one house, get it renovated, rent it out, and buy another one. If you have the means to transform your community, by all means, do it. 
do it. Do it. Do it. Don't let his movement die with him. You know what I'm saying? Do it. And that's all I'm going to say. Shout out again, once again, to the Nipsey Hussle family, the Marathon family. Um, again, everybody that knew him, loved him. My condolences. And um, like I always say, y'all, I want to see you in heaven with me. And I'm out.